Previously heard on Good Hope FM. Kongs versus cooking on three burners, and this girl, man alive. My name's Sean. It's lucky to be in your company. Thanks so much for choosing us to drive you. I don't even know if you're going home. Drive you around the bend. Drive you up the wall. Drive you um, to your nearest watering hole. Who knows? Hello, friends. How are you? Hi. 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 Have you felt that collective like <sighs> vacuum? Does it feel like nothing is happening? It always Wait, feels like nothing is happening. No, just like as of today, this morning, my emails barely oh, came yeah, in. It's quieter on the road. Phones aren't going nearly as yeah, busy as they used to. Stop partying. End of year. Hee-ha. People I are hope putting so. in leave. Yeah, all you know, this is that bus. week leading up to the 15th. And you know after the 15th. Well, this is what I'm already feeling. It's before the 15th, the it's 11th nice. of December, and I already feel like the the, 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 the busyness yeah. has just gone... Yeah. And it's been sucked out of everything. But only today. Over That's the weekend, it was a completely different Oh, no, story. over the weekend. Cape Town 7s. I believe Carols by Candlelight was happening out in Kirstenbosch Gardens mm-hmm. as well. Uh, there was World Street Store Day. Did you guys see that? Remember Cape Town started World Street... Uh, sorry, Street Store. The Street Store. Yes. On the street the, down the here. People. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think they did... Was it 20 or 30 different countries simultaneously on wow. Sunday? It has gone so viral That's in really that sense. Really. And they've done so cool. well with that concept. Yeah. Yeah, and Cape Town born. Um, well done, Kaylee, and everybody else involved there. Today is International Mountain Day. Yay, we have one. We should we go. We have a few, actually. We, I was going to say, we have But we one. have one of the best ones. Uh, so if you choose to go mountaineering or hiking today. Seven wonder. Then, then do it. I mean, it's a beautiful day to go and climb a mountain. Mm. It really is. Just take your tinfoil blanket with. Because you never know what could happen a little yeah. later. Yeah, you know, the weather could change. Is what you're saying. Mm, to Cape Town. And, and if you're from Joburg, slops are not good enough. You do need actual clothes, shoes. Yeah, this is good advice from Devin. <gasps> so Fancy. Devin will be here all day, Johannesburg. Uh, yeah. So if you're looking for more advice, <laughs> Dev's your man. Holler at him. 072-670-4025. Maybe you have a question for the Devinator. Is that even fair? Has anybody called you that before? Nobody okay. but you. No. Okay, I'll claim it then. The Devinator is in three until 7 p.m. tonight. My name is Sean. Jerry is here. So too is Vanya. What did you do with your weekend, Cape Town? Ah, ah. Mongo, Sheen Skies. It's called Get Right on Good Hope FM as we connect Cape Town, of course. Uh, and we power summer this afternoon. Doubling up the local tunage, Paxton, and demonstrate before that. Have you guys started your Christmas shopping? Yes. Nope. Yes. Well, it doesn't really matter what you say. I don't, do you even shop for Christmas? Well, I just call it shopping. Okay. For yourself or for others? For myself. Yeah, exactly. So, no. No what? Does that not count? You could buy for yourself the whole year. <laughs> exactly. So, it's still shopping, isn't it? I'm spending not my money. shopping. Yeah. Well, he did, he, did, shopping. he did qualify. Are he you going to wrap what you bought yourself? <laughs> no. Then it's not Christmas shopping. It's just regular shopping. I don't even yeah. ask for packaging from the shops because I believe in not uh, oh, destroying what? the environment yeah, while we buy things for ourselves. Love you. Love That's your it. work. That's so it. You are such a liar. Reject the plastic bag. Yes. Reject it. Every time. Can okay, we move on now to Christmas guy? shopping? He yeah. bought something. He brought it along for me last week. And it was in a plastic bag. Push comes to shove, you see? Push comes to shove, last minute. Listen, oh. can we get back onto track real quick? Yes, please. Okay. Because I'm kind of keen to hear what people have bought. You know when it gets to that point where you bought somebody else a gift, mm-hmm. right? And you're super excited to give that person yes. a gift. But you can't tell them what it is. Yes. Because that would spoil the surprise. Absolutely. So I wanted to give mine away already. You want, you want, to, you want to see that look on their face. Mm-hmm. But you also want to tell somebody what you bought them. Exactly. So why don't you tell us what you bought them? Ooh. What if they're listening? But, because you, no, don't have, you can be anonymous. Yes, you can disguise your voice. I, I bought my girlfriend a ring. <laughs> But then, a little bit for more all of you people that didn't Please. buy your girlfriend's a ring, 
then they're gonna be upset. It doesn't matter. I bought my girlfriend lots of chocolates. Yeah, you can't go wrong with See? that. But yeah, here's yeah. a good idea. If you think that you suck at getting other people presents, why don't you just say to them, I got you a particular amount of money. <laughs> and then their mind is just gonna go nuts on how much money you're gonna present them with. <laughs> I bought you a Bitcoin. The truth is I bought you a bit of a Bitcoin. So <laughs> you've still got bit. very little bit of anything. Oh seven two six seven oh four oh two five. What's happening on the roads? Good Hope FM. It's Good Hope FM as we power summer this afternoon. My name's Sean. Fast forward, taking you home through until 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, it's that time of the year again when we're looking at top 10 lists uh, and we see the world sort of collaborate on making decisions. Uh, you may remember already earlier this year that the Collins Dictionary had decided on a word of the year, which actually two words. They decided fake news was their word of the year. Um, and also in the running for them was the word unicorn. Um Echo chamber and environment, especially on social media, in which the statement of opinion is likely to be agreed with of approval because only the people that read it agree with you. Um, gig economy, an economy in which there are few permanent employees and most jobs are assigned to temporary or freelance workers. And then another word that was up for contention for word of the year by the Collins Dictionary was cuffing season. A period of, of time when single people are considered likely to seek settled relationships rather than engage in casual affairs. Cuffing season. Cuffing season. Uh, also, uh, following on from the Collins Dictionary, Dictionary.com has released its word of the year. Last year, their word of the year was xenophobia. Uh, a little more serious than the guys mm-hmm. at Collins. Is this the local one? Uh, no, Dictionary.com, online. Okay. Yeah. Uh, their choice for word of the year this year, 2017, is the word complicit. Complicit i.e. of these, the site's definition of the word, and uh, I'm sure you know this already, choosing to be involved in an illegal or questionable act and having partnership or involvement in wrongdoing. And there's been a fair amount of that going around this year. Yeah. Yeah? Worldwide. Worldwide, Mr. darling. Worldwide. Uh, which makes me think that might very well be the word of the year, but maybe it's not your word of the year. Like a word that you used this year, maybe a word that you came into contact with a lot this year. A word that maybe was out of place for a while and then you started using a lot this year? Couple. Oh, really? I would, uh, yeah, he wouldn't have he used that prior. He has used that word. He has. Yeah. So he had, wouldn't have used it prior to this year either. a couple feelings. Yeah. Uh, lit was one that How came up a lot for me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That's um, the most annoying word of the year. I know, and I managed to drop it relatively quickly too. If everybody hasn't by now, please yeah. stop this. What for you was like the word that you used? A lot. Like. Like. A lot. <laughs> 072 up. Indeed we do. Wish you a very happy holiday. Justin Bieber, Buster Rhymes, a tune called Drummer Boy, taking us that much closer to 6 p.m. Cash Cash and Rowick Deep with Oriel Hayes, uh, taking us to 6, in fact. We'll squeeze those tunes in before none other than Anna Carolina Alberts joins us in studio. We'll chat about the book, we'll chat about the show, and we'll chat about those tips that make you the host with the most. If you have any tips that you'd like to share, uh, maybe things that you've tried at home uh, or when you're out, and make everybody kind of just go, wow, you hosted a really great party. Uh, by all means, 072-670-4025. Or maybe a tip you'd like to give to your next host, someone that you do attend a party with. Um, by all means, things that they should remember. Like nothing really ruins a good time quicker than when you're ready to open a, a, a beer. And you just can't because there's no bottle opener around. So how would you manage to get through that? If you've got any tips on how you would make that happen, 
Uh, by, uh, by, no, I was imagining Devin was going to switch his microphone on here. Uh, I would imagine you have a few of those. 072-670-4025. Uh, you've got the cold one, but you don't have a bottle opener. How would you open the bottle? And that could very well constitute as a tip to be the host with the most this afternoon. 072-670-4025. Have you done it with your teeth though, Vanya? Life. Never. never, never in my life. Never. But I've seen so many people. Is it really? They're very Are we talking brave about people. A beer? Yes, a beer. Just a yes, beer. Just yes, a regular yes. beer with a bottle, and it's got oh. a cap. And how would you open it if there wasn't an opener? I, I saw it so people. many times this weekend being done with teeth, and then the one eye socket. Yes, I've seen that before. Twisted never. open in his eye socket. sockets, but also on your door. See there on on the on, on the door the, handle. Yeah, the, not the handle. The where inside the little, of the door. Yeah. Where the the lock. The in the inside of the door. Yeah, that. I need to see videos now. Wow. 072-670-4025. What tips would you have to open a bottle of beer if you didn't have a bottle opener? This year, Duke DeMont and Won't Look Back on Good Up FM as we connect Cape Town. So we're asking you about uh, being able to solve the issue. I mean, you know, it's summer. You're out. You're at a braai. You've packed things. Or you head out to the wherever it is. You're on a picnic. And you've packed the cold brewskis, but you've forgotten a bottle opener. Um, how would you open it? What techniques have you got? 072-670-4025. Especially if you're out with a bunch of mates and now you're hosting. How can you ensure that you're the host for the most? This is today's challenge. How would you solve it? Good afternoon, Sean and the team. Uh, I've had opportunity to open beer numerous of ways. So my two favorites are either using another bottle to open it, to flip the cap open, or I currently now use my personal favorite, the bottom edge of my wedding ring, just to Yo. flick it over the bottle cap and you'd successfully open the bottle without a bottle opener. Fantastic. Uh, that's, that sounds like Sean's voice. Yeah. Was it Sean? It was. was it Sean? The other Sean. Uh, the other, the real Sean, he goes by mm. on Twitter. Um, did you know that you can open a bottle with a 10 rand note? Uh, by wrapping it around and flicking it up. And you fold it vertically yeah. and you roll it as tightly as possible and then you would fold it again and use that bended edge. Wait, what? Explain it. So you take a 10 rand note. Yeah. Lengthways. You fold the note vertically, yeah, lengthways. Okay. Roll it as tight as possible. Right. Then you fold it in half again so that it's got a bended edge. Right. Right, so the yeah, note yeah, is in yeah. half, kind of the way yeah. you'd normally put it into a wallet. Yeah. Uh, and then you use that bended edge because it's now really strong. It would pop open um, the bottle. I can see that happening. I'd actually like to go home and try that. Yeah. I'm not going to... Money's too scarce, guys. <laughs> You're not going to use a 10 Why don't we have notes that are worth less? You'd rather use... You'd rather... Zim money. Your, you'd I'd rather, like to use Zim money. But you'd rather use your tooth maybe to open the bottle. Are you no scared ways. that the bottle's going to break or are you scared that you're going to tear the notes? I don't need beer that badly. What okay. the hell does a 10 I can get wait. you anyway? Yeah, precisely. You could use a 20 if you'd prefer. Or a 200. No. 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 For a beer. <laughs> Jerry no. says no. I just bash it on the side of the pavement. Oh, there you go. And then All right. pour it... From you know, Jerry's that girl, ladies and gentlemen. We figured her That's out. That's how you do it. Finally, That's northern suburbs. Huh? That's where you came from. <laughs> northern suburbs. Smash it on the side of the pavement. And then, then you have a weapon and oh, a drink. Boy. All right, you are not the host with the most. At least I'm not coming to one of your parties, that's for sure. Uh, if you've got any other tips you'd like to share, maybe with regards to food preparation, making your house feel nice, warm, and inviting. Jerry, uh, by all means, oh seven two six seven zero four zero two five. Get involved. Yeah, break to law, Matthew Gold. Teaming up on this one is called When We Were Young. It's always good to reminisce around this time of the year. And I do think we tend to reflect and remember uh, previous festive seasons and what we were doing around this time. Uh, sometimes, uh, more often than not, I suppose, we tend to eat exactly the same things because it just feels so good. Anna, Carolina, Alberts is in studio. It's good to have you here. 
Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Um, yeah, can I just say bye, man? It's a name for you, Karu. Is it is it okay, man? I also could just call you Karu. As a belief, name my God. Okay, Karu is lekker om jou hier so te hee. Um, in geselskap oor kos, and it's for my so lekker. I think your book Butter and Love arrived on my studio desk not so long ago, and I flipped through it and I just felt so reminiscent of all of the delicious things that my mom used to make. Was that was that the intent behind the book itself? It definitely, it definitely was. It was also for me, like, we live in Cape Town. It's like the hustle and the bustle. It's the trends. It's keeping up with the Joneses and keeping up with everyone. Mm. And I, when I went back to the farm um, uh, Easter and I found my great-grandmother's recipe book, great-grandmother's recipe book, I just realized that I really long back for that to that simplicity where you can take five ingredients and be content and be happy and celebrate them and make moments together. And you don't need to go to six supermarkets to get the specific ingredients and pay like half your mortgage yeah. to like make the recipe <laughs> yeah. and feel a little bit like an idiot doing it. <laughs> like, yeah, so it was just going back to basics. Uh, and your food journey, journey rather started where and how did it develop? Because I know you're exceptionally busy. We were just talking about all the TV shows that you're working on. Take us back to how it began and fast forward to where we are now. Okay, I'll be like super fast. All how right. long do I have? Uh, two minutes, go. Two minutes, okay. So I grew up on the farm. So I grew up amongst all the produce and uh, my grandparents, we've always been hunting, we've been growing our own crops and we've had chickens. And so I guess like it's just, it's in my roots. Yeah. And then my parents had restaurants from the age of six. So I was also in the restaurant kitchens, like a steakhouse and a coffee shop. And then I had like I had eating disorder, so I had to learn to cook for myself because oh, I was wow. like, my mom makes two fatty burukos. Okay. So I need to learn how to make non-fatty burukos. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually how I got myself in the kitchen like full time. And then I did, I did homeschooling. Okay. So I had lots of time to myself. I was bored. We had recipe books. We had no television because my parents were like, that's just going to make you like fraught. Okay. And um, so, yes, I had to do something. So, um, yeah, I just really started loving. I loved cooking and I had to make pocket money too. Okay. So, yes, I bought my first plane ticket to the UK when I was 15. With, no ways. Yeah, with money I made from baking cookies and also Chilling, I'm working on the potato production plant. Get out of town. So we formed the potatoes. So I know how to wash a potato and package it and sell it. Wow, good for you. (laughs) And those cookies, how many cookies did you make to fly yourself to the UK? Like bucket loads. And I I advertised in the local newspaper and I used to sell like 10 kilogram buckets. Okay, now I get the impression, obviously you've worked with food for a long time. You've hosted various events. You've had lots of people over. You're entertaining. Um, If you had to give somebody a tip in terms of hosting a party or making people feel comfortable when they were to come over, what what would you say to make things run smoothly? What are the type of things that you do to make events happen very easily? Because number one, you mustn't be flustered. Okay. Like, just fake it. Just fake it till you make it. That's like my number one tip. Okay. Like, everything Love it. is under control. All right. Yeah. Even if you have nothing to offer them, just say, like, we are fasting the first course. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is like what we do. <laughs> just own it. And then, um, okay. yeah, number two, be forgiving. If you have to buy red, there are amazing ready made things out there these days. Like, put them on a platter, throw the little bucky away, Way. and just add a grating of fresh parmesan or scatter of herbs, scattering of herbs, or just make it look a little bit different, like reinterpret it in a little different way, and there you are, there you got have it. And then also, there are amazing f- cooking books out there, and food like magazines, that give you tips for easy entertaining. Buy one, follow the recipe, don't feel bad about it, just like just do it, and yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm liking this direction. Uh, Karu is in studio with us. We chat more about food, and we find out why exactly she is the host. Yes, with the most. Hold on. 
be a very epic festive season and discussing more about host with the most and making sure that your celebrations go off without a hitch. Kadu, listen, um, how long did it take you to come up with that name for the show? You know, I don't, it didn't take that long. It, take that <laughs> it just long. rolled off your tongue. Unlike mine. Unlike mine. Um, uh, the show airs when, where, how, and what can we look forward to in the next couple of weeks? The show airs on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock on SABC2. And Sunday's repeat is at 11.30. Okay. Also on SABC2 naturally. Yeah, yeah. And you can look forward to a braai evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, a rappy. It's like a rappy games night. So it's delicious. Oh, and I make a homemade. I show you how to make a smoker. Because on every show I do a DIY. Okay. And this is literally one of my favorite DIYs. It's, it's such a cool way. You literally just need a bucket. Um, Which we have lots of at this point in time. Yes, Except They're full do. of water right now. But okay, in this case, we're <laughs> going to smoke for them. Okay. I think in the Western Cape, let's not make smokers. <laughs> we need the buckets for like other purposes. And um, oh, I show students how to make, how they fill their freezer. Like easy meals with a packet of spaghetti and mints and things like that. Oh, I do an art, like an art exhibition. That's so cool. Yes, it's a lot of fun topics coming up and great ideas most certainly Um, absolutely as we do get to that celebratory time of the year is there a particular kind of celebration that you like hosting the most birthday parties year-end functions christmas functions anniversaries find that any opportunity to celebrate is my favorite and then what would generally be on the table i suppose you picked up would you pick a theme how do you go about hosting a party love Eastern I love like Asian food so I love Thai food so I always incorporate that and I just love fresh stuff so I love platters of mezze so for me it's just about incorporating as much flavor and fresh things onto the dinner table that I can so and it's like just layering and adding and and yeah. having some more on top of some more <laughs> and listen, having some more, some listen more. what people might not know about the fact okay so the book is out the TV show is out but you're also working behind the scenes with a, a conglomerate of some of South Africa's most well known um, TV or, or, or food celebrities uh, Neil Anthony Siba uh, Jenny together with Riza on their fabulous food adventure uh, there's Justine Drake so much that you must have so many recipes just sitting at the top of your at the tip of your tongue with the top of your brain to fire them out like at any point if, if I said to you, can you give me two things that you would suggest that were either quick or fun or great to make at home, what, what would they be? I love making flatbreads, and everyone that I work with makes flatbreads too. So store-bought dough, you just make little flatbreads in a pan, a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of butter, add some spices like cumin seeds, just fry them up, add tzatziki or baba ganoush or hummus or um, tataki. I don't know if you go. No, what's tataki? Is tataki is actually like Japanese. I hope it's like I think it's Japanese. Yeah, it's like carpaccio, but they usually make it with fish. Okay, a tuna or something. But I like making it with fillet. So or any loin like a venison loin. So just sear the outsides, add lots of flavor and pep in the form of pepper if you want, and then just make like a soya sauce, lime, sesame oil dressing, mm. and then you serve that with your flatbreads. Oh, so it must be like nice and just shave it nice and thinly and add lots of eastern flavors. I I'm watching Vanya. I think her Christmas menu just changed. It really did. Yeah, see? I, I know my customers. It's so simple. You need bread dough and a fillet. That sounds egg. delicious. Okay, so that's a more savory dish. If I had to push you for something sweet. If you had to push you for something sweet. Oh, my God. oh like an Eaton mess. I'm just like a fan of it. Oh, my goodness. And you get like an Indian mess. Where what? You, have, you know Eaton mess is I do. meringue and yes. cream and strawberries. So Indian mess is pineapple and a little bit of curry and cream. No. And really? Yes. 
Okay, but then so, what? Just freshly sliced? Is it in cubes? Sliced, it's, is it marinated? Today I actually made oh, a meal the other day. I can't give away secrets because we're filming season three, so no one has seen it. Okay, right. But it's in the light of caramelized pineapple because I did it today for a story I was doing too. So you just caramelize the pineapple and then do slivers of that because it just makes the pineapple a little bit softer, not as acidic if it's a little cooked. Just let it cool down before you mix it. And you can make it a bit healthier with Greek yogurt as well. Okay, as opposed Anyways, to the creams and things like yes, that? Yes, or okay. like half cream, half Greek yogurt. Okay, I want to come to a celebration that you are putting together, Karu, because that sounds delicious. Uh, and those are obviously Eastern flavors and things that have been inspired there. You brought us Dado Bolikis, which yes. are just so lacquered and delicious and Moorish. What what went into those? Okay, so these are literally like I think five ingredient wonders. Okay, go. It's Mori biscuit, yeah, sugar, yeah, butter. Yeah. I said Mori biscuit really. Okay, <laughs> dates are obviously important. Yeah. And then what am I forgetting? And the coconut on the outside? The coconut on the outside, okay. a pinch of salt. But yeah, sugar about today. Oh, one egg. So one how egg. long would it take you to put those together? Because they're it, super impressive. It literally, because I was like busy. I have a deadline. Then I was like, I need a bean studio at six o'clock and it's 30 past five. <laughs> I have to get dressed, shower, maybe wash my hair, but there's a water crisis. So it's called dry shampoo yeah. and make a snack. So that's how long it took me. Like, wow. with all of that, it's an equation. And driving here and calling my boyfriend. I did all of that. Brilliant. So, and, and you would reckon anybody can make those? Anybody can make those? Anybody can make. If you have a gas stove plate, a little cook, a candle, perhaps even you could get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll need a couple of candles. They are so easy. Uh, Cara, you've been an absolute delight. Thank you so much for sharing your time, your energy, and your expertise with us. I think we should get you back on the show again in the new year. Does your schedule allow Fabulous. for stuff like that? Definitely. I'm right around the corner. Okay. Anytime. Fabulous. Uh, the host for the most is in. Cardio Albert, thank you so much for your time and have a fantastic festive season. It sounds like it's going to be delicious wherever you're at, that's for sure. Happy holidays from all of us at Good Hope FM. Yeah, and many had likened her to Mariah Carey, and many will liken you to Mariah Carey as well, especially if you sang along to CT Sing Along last week. If you've missed it, you have no idea what I'm talking about. We do it weekly on the show. We pick a tune. In fact, we leave it up to your votes to decide on what song we sing. And last week, you had to choose between Wham's uh, Last Christmas and Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. You decided overwhelmingly to go with Mariah Carey, and then you got involved and sang along to the tune at the top of your voices. In fact, this is the very first time I get to hear all of these uh, voice notes in one song. So I hear it together with you for the very first time, and I hope you're ready, Cape Town. You very well spot your voice. If you do, let me know. CT sing-along from last week. It's you! I don't want There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents. I don't need the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own. More than you can ever know. Make my wish come true. Good over, I love it. I love it. Lovely man. 
Is anyone still listening? <laughs> I love that. I listened to every single word. Thank you, Cape Town, for singing along. I loved it. So festive. Oh, my goodness. Now, if you weren't in the Christmas mood before, now you've <laughs> you got to be there. Are. Hello. Questa. Wale, it's called Spirit on Good Hope FM. Before it, nice to see French Montana and a tune called Allow. Tuesdays, we dedicate to catching up with athletes uh, and individuals that motivate us to get off the bench, so to speak. And Brandon Beek is here. It's good to see you, sir. It's been, I want to say, too long. Yeah, it's, it's nice to be back. It's nice to, be, it's nice to actually be in a, in a studio rather than a Wimpy. <laughs> well, the Wimpy was fun, uh, no doubt. Oh, it's uh, good coffee. I'm uh, sure. Um, listen, you are, you are young. You are full of life. You are an in-demand speaker, I am learning more and more, and a perpetually optimistic individual. Um, <laughs> so, Brandon, it's great to have you here and have you on the segment this afternoon, and I'm sure we'll be able to catch up with you more and more as time goes by. But I kind of feel like we have to start at the very beginning again, um, which seems like a, I mean, this is a great place to start, as for always for those that haven't heard Brandon's story um, would you mind in a nutshell sort of explaining a little bit more um, yeah I'm going to leave it up to you rather cool so uh, for most of my life my passions were gymnastics uh, dance and music but mainly gymnastics so I was Western Province and a national gymnast for an eight year career Mm. 
since the age of eight and mm. at the age of 16 in 2012 I was training for junior Olympics or junior Olympic uh, level yep I was on the parallel bars doing my normal routine and uh, I guess I had a lapse of concentration while doing a backflip off the side and uh, ended up missing the safety mats mm. landed on my head and broke my neck at mm. level C6 C7 mm. so uh, in an instance you know what I've worked my entire life for my dream to represent my country and go to the Olympics as an Olympic gymnast yep I uh, was gone in an instant and I was left paralyzed from the chest down mm. uh, with partial arm function and no hand function. And so. you were telling me when you were lying on the floor at the time, there was all sorts of stuff going through your mind. You were saying, just get up, Brandon. Why, why aren't you moving? Yeah, so it does. I was awake the entire time, conscious. So it was quite a... Uh, quite a hectic experience to lie there and to not be able to move mm. uh, at the time the only thing that was going through my head was get the hell up you need to finish your damn routine <laughs> coach is waiting we're in practice exactly we've got, training, don't waste we've got, time. We've got nationals to get to <laughs> exactly. what are you doing on the floor <laughs> you're firing all the commands but you're just locked in there's just nothing coming back I mean how, how much panic do you go through uh, that, thankfully that I was pretty calm um because for me, I don't think like reality kind of set in yet at that time. Mm. So it, it started feeling a little bit more serious when my dad popped in and my dad was a lifesaver. So, or an ex-lifesaver. And he immediately went into like saving mode. Right. And started checking my vitals and checking my sensation on my body and everything. And I was just saying no, 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 no. The further he moved up my body. So then it started to become a little bit... Um, uh, you know, we started to become aware of the seriousness of it. Sure. But to be honest, that was actually the least of our worries because I also split my head open. Oof. Yeah, I had to get 11 stitches in my head and um, I was basically lying in like a pool of blood. Not yeah. to be too graphic. Yeah. So like, we, what do you attend to first? Exactly. So we think like, yeah, maybe I landed on something and it punctured my chest, maybe into my lung and we started panicking about that. Right. Needless to say, um, what, 40 minutes... 40 minutes later, the paramedics come after the first ambulance got in a five-car pileup. Oh, my gosh. What are the odds? And ended up going to N1 City uh, ER. They stabilized me and everything. Um, sutured up my my head. Mm. I actually found out that it was a blessing in disguise because the, uh, you know, my head obviously splitting open and bleeding released pressure off like my brain because I would sure. have had bleeding on the brain because sure. I would have had brain damage right so it was actually a blessing in disguise um, and thankfully the paramedic was the ex-Afghan Reiki so uh, everyone wanted to log roll me and stabilize me wow. where he was just like no keep him still let's slip the board underneath him and uh, just move him like that and they found out that if they um, log rolled me they would have severed my spinal cord wow so, uh, yeah, my whole C7 vertebra, like, shattered and ended up in an S. So, a f- if I'm correct, a 14 millimeter spinal cord is compressed to 2 millimeters. Cheapers. So, that was it was quite a, a hectic time. <laughs> he says now with a big smile and a chuckle in his voice. <laughs> uh, Brandon, that was five years ago. That was 2012. Yeah. Uh, you're how old now? 22. You're 22. Uh, and you say that. And <laughs> is it weird to hear it? Very much so. When's your birthday? 8th of October. Okay. 
I remember that, 8th of October. Uh, and you're still working towards all sorts of things. You've got projects off the ground. Um, mm. You qualified for the Paralympics in 2016, I do yeah. believe, yes? Yeah. Uh, you're a wheelchair athlete now. You've gone on to do phenomenal things, and you yeah. continue to inspire other people. Um, I can't wait for us to chat more about that. Having having covered the accident, uh, we can move on to all of those other things that have now come from that. So Bran is in studio inspiring so many people around the country. If you've got questions, if you've got comments, uh, you want to get involved, by all means, 089-210-9497. Otherwise, on WhatsApp, 072-670-4025. Go fish, and if I could find, get off the bench every Tuesday evening. We chat athletes, and we motivate you. And today, I think we're wrapping up the year in a fine way. David Getter, hey. Justin Bieber, and to you. Uh, Brandon Beek is here, 22 yeah. years of age, wheelchair athlete, in demand, I said earlier, speaker, and perpetually optimistic guy. Now, we were talking about your accident prior to taking a bit of a break. Yeah. Uh, if you missed that, involved in a tragic gymnastics accident in 2012, and after years of rehabilitation, you've also gone on to form the Walking with Brandon Foundation, which yeah. is essentially a neurological rehabilitation program to help people with disabilities realize their potential. Now, much. before we get to that, you and your family were left to pretty much for yourselves in terms of outpatient care like once you've been in the hospital and you're trying to go through some form of rehab there's only so much that they can do and then you're left to sort of figure it out for yourselves Um, and you went as far as to fuse a lot of alternative forms of rehab to get the results that you have today can you take us back to what you were capable of doing and what you went through to get to where you are today Brandon yeah so uh, once I finished my uh, ICU and inpatient phase uh, they uh, the re- rehab I was at offered me one hour of therapy a week, and to go from, you know, to two to four hours, six days a week of gymnastics training, yes, uh, to one hour a week, I would have freaking pulled my hair out. Sure. So we decided to just kind of say no to that, and we traveled all around Cape Town, uh, like like you said, kind of fending for ourselves, trying to find our own way with rehabilitation. So I was busy training with personal trainers. Um, Bodybuilders, I did what they call inversion therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I had acupuncture therapy that doctors said that I should never try. It, it won't be any. It won't be beneficial. And their reasoning for saying don't bother would be it's just not going to be beneficial. There's no point in even trying. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel, I feel, it, you know, if it doesn't hurt you, it's the worst thing that can happen is you lose a bit of money. Right. That's the worst thing. Okay. Right. So. At that point, they kind of said, "Don't waste your money on alternative medicine. Don't waste your money on, um, you know, things like stem cells and all those things." And I want nothing against the doctors; they are brilliant at what they do. But I feel that when you're in a situation where you've got nothing to lose, you got to broaden your horizons and open your mind. Mm. So that's exactly what we did. And at a f- point where I had no function of my hands mm. and partial function of my arms, I couldn't pick up a jelly baby. Mm. I couldn't. Uh, feed myself I couldn't bathe myself I couldn't dress myself uh, I couldn't push my chair around sure uh, I, yeah it's I, I was I was basically like an invalid to go from that to mixing with people who kind of treated me as an able person instead of sticking towards here's your injury here's the exercises yeah this They're, is what you'll be capable of for the rest of your life no, this is what you will be capable of they were like okay cool well this is what you would kind of do to to exercise this muscle mm. let's try it out let's push the limits a bit mm. let's uh, let's get you in a bit of an uncomfortable position and let the body adapt right and that's exactly what happened and I mean we started seeing improvements um, it's five years later now I've got full function on my hands and my hands are 
Uh, I mean, they're a little bit weak, but they're still getting there on a daily basis. Uh, can we just sort of remind people that you are a wheelchair athlete, yes. which means you're <laughs> racing, which means, and you qualified for the Paralympic Games just last year. Yeah, yeah, I, I did, I did. Um, I've been doing my uh, para-athletics now, wheelchair racing and shot put for, um, I started in 2015. Mm. Or, yeah, so I've been doing it for two years. I qualified for Rio Paralympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, I wasn't chosen for the team because of a limited team size and a right. lack of experience from my side, which okay. is chilled. Sure. Uh, but I mean, I proved to everyone else and I proved to myself what right. I was capable of. And right. that's exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah, precisely. And uh, that's also why now I assume why and I can say why you are an in-demand speaker as well because I think <laughs> you're motivating lots of people through all sorts of things that they've been through. Yeah. Uh, if I had to say to you, do you have a positive mantra maybe that you speak over yourself Quite often, is there something that you remind yourself of, or maybe words that you find yourself using to keep your energy high, your motivation high, your positivity, your enthusiasm going? Well, I mean, if, if I had to base my life on kind of a saying, or um, I'd probably say the only the only way it's going to get better is if you go out and get it, mm. and that's the bottom line for me. If mm. you sit back and just dwindle in the negative. And you let life overwhelm you, nothing's going to happen. Or if you just kind of moan and moan and wish and wish, nothing's going to happen. Right. Uh, no matter how much you wish, you dream, you pray or whatever, you need to go out and you need to act on it. Yeah. So in order for my dreams to come true, I'm going to have to go out and do it. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. Now, um, now yeah. t- tell me and tell everybody else about walking with brand and the foundation. Uh, obviously, it's up and it's running. What is the aim? What, what are you hoping to achieve through that? Yeah, so um, walk, the Walking with Brandon Foundation kind of started up similar time to when I started my sport. And the whole concept of it is that I've experienced so much over the last uh, five years. I was exposed to world-class rehabilitation in America from raise funds. Mm. And, uh, funds raised, sorry. And, um, I mean, I recovered almost more in six weeks in America than what I did here uh, within a year wow. and that was just because they had a specialized outpatient program which South Africa lacks that's a specialized wow. outpatient program so we wanted to kind of bring that whole experience back to South Africa so that others could experience the same thing and have the same opportunities that I've had over the past five years and hopefully improve uh, to the same level if not more so we invested in, we raised funds and invest in a exo robotic walking suit, which is now housed at the Sports Science Institute. Um, uh, since 2015, now it's 2017, we have three of those exobionic walking suits. Wow. We That's have awesome. uh, practice filled with specialized neurological equipment, and we currently have almost 70 people on the program. Mm. All showing signs of improvements. If it's as small as you know, twinkling or toes, or being able to hold a cup of coffee to mm. as big as the first, I think it was our first five patients from the beginning of this year actually started walking again. Wow! Mm. So it's all people with all different disabilities, and the whole idea is that we named it Walking with Brandon because I want others to walk with me. I want others to walk mm. in my footsteps mm. and to have the same opportunities and same experiences that I've had. Mm. So um, you know. There are other people out there who have the same, who have potential, and they don't know it mm. because people have knocked them down, and mm. they've kind of just given into it, mm. um, into that negativity. And the mm. thing is, life is great, you know. Live life, and 
you know, that positivity I feel is infectious and we're already changing people's lives on a daily basis. Yeah. I, I said regularly, I say enthusiasm is contagious. Exactly. Uh, and you can go out there and start an epidemic, much the same as you are doing on a daily basis. Right? Exactly. Uh, people are looking for more details now. We're running out of time. Every time I speak to you, we run Sorry. out of time. No, <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, more details on walking with brand and people are hearing about this right now and they know someone that knows someone or they feel that they can get involved in some shape, yeah. way, shape or form. Where do they find more? Go on to our website, Walking with Brandon Foundation. Org, uh, or check us up on Facebook but you'll probably get our contact details on the website okay. walkingwithbrandonfoundation.org and just to end off on one note this uh, rehabilitation is open to everyone it's an outpatient rehab for all people with disabilities with medical aid without medical aid and to those who cannot afford it so if you're previously disadvantaged or you don't earn an income we can partly subsidize you to a certain amount and then you will get cheaper rates I love that so obviously you need to apply for that and if you uh, are accepted onto it then yeah that's great but um, Brandon's your uncle (laughs) exactly and that's (laughs) there we go so that's the whole thing we want to make rehabilitation um, you know obtainable to all people uh, recovery should be a right right it shouldn't be here, here. It shouldn't be a, a luxury. Depend- there we go. It shouldn't or, be a luxury. Yeah. It depends on how much money you have in your pocket. Yeah. So yeah, everyone has a chance. Most That's certainly. Amazing. Most certainly. Listen, I know you're on the socials. Uh, I know cool you're that. not very active on Twitter. On Instagram, people want to find you and follow with your story. Yeah, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can just follow me on uh, Brandon Beak. Uh. It's pretty simple. Uh, Brandon B R A N D O N, and then Beak B E A C K. So people find that a bit weird, but B-E-A-C-K. I don't. Uh, <laughs> it's good to have you here. We'll have you back again next year. We need to talk more about wheelchair racing and stuff. We didn't even get to oh, that. Oh, we didn't even get to we that. Didn't even get there. Yeah. Right. You, have yourself a fant- you have yourself a fantastic festive, and we'll see you next year. Thanks right? so much. All right, and your pleasure. It's the first two of your five after fives for this afternoon. First, Machine Gun Kelly, the ex-ambassador, and a BB Rexa hanging out on a track called Home. This one's called Let You Down by NF. All right, so we're going to quickly wrap up our motorbike debacle, uh, asking you guys whether you think, uh, as much as we have to think bike as motorists, whether you think motorcyclists are thinking car. Got a message in from Lionel saying, motorcyclists think the roads belong to them alone. They think the barrier line is their lane and often end up in your blind spot. Alright, so thank you for your opinion Lionel, uh, obviously had a situation or two that he's dealt with in the past for him to have th- those kind of feelings and then got a message in from Debbie which I can't wait to play for you guys uh, she in fact drives a motorbike and this is what she had to say Hi, good afternoon Group FM, uh, my name is Debbie and I ride a motorcycle, I ride a GSX-R750 uh, Suzuki Superbike and listening to your talk yes I think it is wrong for bikers to ride in the bicycle lane and it is wrong for them to undertake in yellow lines um, but as a biker yes I do go within the, the lanes between cars and obviously when there is traffic backed up etc you cannot stop with a motorbike it will overheat too quickly and i have experienced that so but being a biker and i drive a car i'm way more aware of the cars and the cars are of me and i've had to stop riding my bike to work which is in salt river and i come from fishhook due to cars just being absolutely yeah they just don't even look um they just go they don't care for you they just want to get to their destination and to work so yes i you know yes some bikers are out of hand but cars should also become more wary 
thank you very much for your time and have a good day. All right. So that was Debbie's opinion. Um, interesting. Interesting well, to hear from both sides. What? What? The, the what? overheating thing. I got a little bit of a problem with that because How come? okay. Unless the bike's from 1930s and uh, spare parts are hard to come by. Yeah, I can understand that. But what happens when you stop at a red light? Is it going to overheat then? I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't know. But it's hard being a biker. And I must admit, there are certain bikers. And I, if I see them, even if I'm on a highway, I'll move. And I'm in the right lane. I'll move, move even over. further over. And when they go past, they always send you a little flash of lights. Yeah. Saying, Thanks, dude. You that see, was cool you. it's not everyone. And I, I mean, just as much as Debbie was saying, she can't ride her bike anymore because she finds it dangerous. I think I have more gripes with motorists than I do with oh, motorcyclists more, on the road. So I understand where they're coming from. Um, but yeah, just to wrap things up, be kind to one another. Be a little bit more courteous on the roads. If someone's got their indicator on and they want to go in front, of you let them go in front of you it's two more seconds be nice uh, you'll be surprised what a great sort of uh, r- knock-on effect that has a roll-on effect so uh, yeah just be courteous to everyone out there let's have a safe festive season on the roads we got uh, your third track on the way for five after five um first though we need to uh, what what oh is it ed sheeran is it beyonce oh i love this song it's called perfect duet Sketchy Bongo, Jimmy Nevis, all about it. Before that, DJ Voodoo and Love Under Lights. Back to back to lovely local tunes for you right here on Fast Forward. 20, 20 minutes past uh, 6 o'clock now. 20 pennets? 20 pennets. How many grapes <laughs> in a pennet? Uh, yeah, we're talking about uh, festive season gripes. And I'd love to hear some of yours. If you've got any at the moment, you want to let me know what that is. You can give me a WhatsApp uh, message or voice note. 072-670-4025. Uh, mine was was ripe and ready avos that aren't ripe already um one that i just want to add to that is seedless grapes that have got seeds in them so annoying you know when you bite into a grape seed and all the saliva in your mouth just (laughs) disappears in an instant you're like what's just happened i I hate it it's the taste can you take it back to them and say there's a pip in my grape i want my money back they're just gonna look at you like a crazy person no i think you can because it's almost like false advertising it is false advertising don't like the hand wash people have to say 99.9 percent germ free that's because you can't you you're not 100 percent germ so if you're not 100 percent pip free yes you must say so exactly huh a certain battery company says that their batteries lasted six times longer yeah and it found out like Actually, no, you don't, bro. Probably like once or twice yeah. longer than everybody else. So yeah. now it's much, much longer. Much, much longer. <laughs> much, much longer. My favorite is the, the bug spray. Kills, kills bugs dead. <laughs> Dead, 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 dead. They won't get out. Uh, tell me, what, uh, what, what's your holiday season gripe? Oh, here we go. It's quite a few. Okay. <laughs> Number one, it's... It's parents. I love parents who take their kids out on outings and shopping and everything else and whatnot. But damn it, control your kid. Get a leash or something because now they are everywhere and now you're pushing with your little trolley Mm. and they got their SUV trolley there getting you out of the way and it's like sorry and now the kid is in the way and you happen to accidentally just clip the child. Clip the child. Yeah. Can't you see where you're going? If we're honest, bad parenting is an all-year-round thing. Christmas, it's not just a special. (laughs) Yeah, but school holidays in particular. I've got, I've got a leash for my child. Um, she's still, she's still too small to wear it. But I was just like, I'm gonna plan ahead. Like, I know know, that you're going to need this. You stay right here. There's no shame. There's no shame in having your child on a leash. I don't think so. You know where they are. They have just enough freedom. Uh, Ariel saying, who, who, um, 
pet peeve for, I suppose, festive season is standing in really long lines while mm-hmm. the lady at the till is asking, uh, you know, questions and yeah, and just the same. Like, do you have your car? Do you need airtime? Do you, yeah. Oh my. Do you goodness. want to pay your rates bills? Yeah. Like, just just ring up the stuff and go. Um, we got a message in from Stanton as well, who says his festive festive season gripe is not being able to go to the beach. He says he lives in Strand, mm-hmm. very close to Gordon's Bay, and he says every festive season our beaches are overcrowded. I can't even take my daughter to the beach. I've been promising her the whole winter wow. to take her. Number plates from Lesotho, GP, <laughs> Northwest, Northern Cape is yeah. That brother's going to take his family up the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, true. But every, I know there's a whole other crowd of people that go up the West Coast too. It's not quiet. It's not nowhere oh. nowhere in, in Cape Town is quiet at this time. Um, do we have more? I think we've got a couple more coming through. So if you guys have got uh, holiday season gripes that you'd like to air, quite literally, uh, we're taking your uh, voice notes. We're taking your messages. Yeah, you got I've another got one. another one. Cashiers at the toll points and everything else. Yeah. Literally, it won't hurt you if you say hi, sir, or yes. hi. <gasps> don't, don't like, they get you at the. They're like, cup card. No, That's literally. They, they are heartful and everything, and yeah. then all of a sudden, plastic. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my name. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine too. How are you know. doing? That's terrible. Nice. Just say Just hi. Be nice. Yeah. Managers, tell your staff. That's it. Like, we want a nice experience, especially if you've got seeds in your grapes and your avos are not ripe already. <laughs> Jesus! All right, we're going to get back to the music now. It's Good Hope FM. It's a little after five o'clock. You're listening to Good Hope FM as we power summer inside. Fast forward five after five. And sometimes all you want to do in December is watch movies and catch up on your favorite shows. So this Christmas, don't forget, Pep has DSTV and OVHD decoders that are priced that suits your pocket. You can even pay your DSTV account at Pep. See, it's easy to give your family more joy at Pep, uh, Camila Cabello and uh, Young Thug with a tune called Havana in at 2 this afternoon as we fast forward towards 5.30. Thursdays are all about discovering delicious with Soho Sun. And I'm standing outside. In fact, I've got the entire team. We're all standing outside the studio um, with our backs towards deliciousness behind us. And we cannot wait to discover it. To tell us a little bit more, Moses is here from Soho Sun. Moses, um, which which hotel are you from and what's generally on your menus? But try not to tell me what's behind me, okay? All right, all right. Welcome, welcome, first off. Oh, hi, hi everyone. My name is Moses. I'm from Soho Sun, the new Stay Easy City Bar. Well, basically today we just came in here to, to present our lovely Xmas lunch menu. So we're going to have a beautiful salad bar and of course we've got a beautiful, as a starter, a beautiful seafood cocktail and we roll down to the beautiful hot Buffet selection with Cape Malay Buffet Papoti. And then as well, we have a beautiful cover that has a roasted teki, a beautiful glazed gammon, and as well the loin of beef. And then also we're going to have a lovely harvest table that has a selection of a lot of desserts. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Well, that all does sound exceptionally delicious and most certainly beautiful. But now my back is still towards the food, and you can already hear I'm salivating. Jerry has got her hand in front of her mouth because she's too worried about what might fall out. Vanya is standing here very calm and collected, um, trying to you know compose herself. So what's going to happen next is, um, Moses, are you going to are you going to feed us, and we're going to try and guess what's going into our like? You, you suggest that's what we do. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to give you guys whatever that you have, and then you guys will definitely have to tell us what is that. Okay. So that the listeners at home as well can okay. just get ready for when they come. All right. Okay, guys. I think we have to close our eyes now. Oh, come closer to the microphone. Come closer to the microphone while you can see the microphone. Come closer. Come closer. There's come closer. So come closer. Come closer. All right. Now close your eyes. Close your eyes. All right. Are, you, are we starting on the far end? Jerry, Jerry, you go first. Jerry, go first. Okay. 
I have no idea what's... I've never done a radio show without seeing what's happening. I'm so very used to being in control. And right now, I have absolutely no control. I can't see... Jerry, have you had food yet? Mm-hmm. Okay, she's got something. <laughs> Devin, have you had anything to eat no, yet? No, no, I'm waiting. Not yet? Okay. <laughs> All right. Open wide. Open wide. Tilt your head back. Oh, we got to tilt the heads back? Is it like a spoon or a fork or... I, okay, Jerry said... Jerry, if, I mean, you've seen it. Do you want to come closer? you want to describe what you're tasting? Yeah, but I can't see where the microphone is. Okay, well then, can't you open your eyes? No. Wait, okay, wait. Here's my hand. All right. Which hand? I, this oh, one. This oh, this has got a bandage on it. All right. Okay, so should I describe what I ate? Yeah, you try. Okay, I'm, it was sashimi of some kind. I think it was trout. And it had... It had like a citrusy beginning taste okay. and aftertaste. Mm. Very yummy. I I concur. I think very much the same. There is something very deliciously citrus about that. Wow, wow. I'm actually very proud of you guys. You guys actually nailed it. This yes! is our This is actually our beautiful home kit salmon gravelix. This is actually really beautiful. It's one of the of the starters that's going to be on our Xmas lunch menu. So I'm actually proud. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was very good. I know you would have had that, Vanya, down pat, right? You knew exactly um, what was going on. You know, I was going to go for a little bit more words, but anyway. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's yes, Devin? I knew the only thing involving that was missing was wasabi, and that's how <laughs> I knew <laughs> 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 Okay. So we'll take that into consideration. That <laughs> was... That's what made me think it was sashimi, because I'm like, wasabi should be with us. I know this. All right, are we on to the next thing now? Yeah, definitely. All right, next thing. All right, Jerry on the far end is getting hers first. I'm going to turn my back to that so that I can see you. All right, so Jerry's being... That was very a weird sensation, having somebody place something in your mouth and you had no idea it was coming. Um, But delicious nonetheless. It really does heighten the senses too. All right, it was my turn? Yeah, Okay, I'm closing my eyes, all right? Here we go. It's good, you're going to have to bite it. Oh, why? I'll bite it. Okay. Mm. Mm. I'm tasting them like... Mm, yes, I'm. Is that like a pastry-ish thing? Okay, another bite. Here we go. Ah, ah. Oh, is there mustard on here? Anybody else getting mustard? Hmm. And pastry. Hmm. Is there a meat in here? No. No, no meat. Devin. No. Jerry. Lamb. Lamb. Really? My first thought was beef Wellington. Mm-mm. It's definitely. Sorry, no, that's not beef Wellington. What's the one that has the pastry on the outside? Like a pie. You may have to get closer um, to the microphone, bruh. This is not a pie. I can't see. <laughs> well, open your eyes. Oh, you we can now. do that now. <laughs> it's, almost like, it's almost like a mini little sandwich of sorts. So there's a vehicle, like a, a vehicle. pastry something, and it's hosting, like you said, a mustardy, salady, meaty filling. Like, like a, a roast sub, beef like thing. A small like a roast beef sami. All right, Moses, what is it? All right, actually, you guys are we're actually quite close. It's actually a half peppered crusted loin of beef with horseradish and gravy and a Yorkshire pudding. Ooh. You actually got that. That's what it was. That's what it was. Oh. Oh. Well, we sure are discovering delicious with Soho San. Moses is here feeding us tidbits of what's on the Christmas menu. Some delicious stuff indeed. Uh, and really does heighten the senses too, right? When you have to close your eyes. Huh? Huh? Um, looking at the oracle quicker, you still got time there? Can we, yeah? All right, we have to take, we're going to go back to the music. We've got one more tune. We've got one more tune, seconds to 5.30. This is Good Up FM. We're powering summer. 
in at number one this afternoon, Lady Samar and my baby. Andre is here and we have drinks. Yes, we have drinks that we're supposed to test. Andre, welcome to the show. It's good to have you here. Thank you for having me. No, only a pleasure. As we discovered delicious with Toho San. Um, ooh, okay. I can see it. I have no idea what is in here. Are you ready? Okay, Kinky drinky Vanya. Cheers. Cheers. All right, take a sip. Let's guess here. Blind taste testing. Mm. Mm. It's beautifully put together. Hey? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, what are the, yeah, and now I feel like I have to take a really deep sip and that's very dangerous at this time of the afternoon. Um, what is in here? Andre, what have you done? What have you created? Uh, well, this was just a speed up thing and, um, yes, it is coffee based. <gasps> that's what it is. Okay, but that's what it is. There's something else in there. Um, I can see the orange on the top, so that's the citrus element. And you've dusted, or you've created a little magic on the outside of the rim of the glass. What's on the rim of the glass? Um, the rim on the glass is sugar and orange juice. Ah. And then, is this an alcoholic or a non-alcoholic cocktail? Very alcoholic. Very. I'll take another sip. What is it, Andre? It's a white-based alcohol. Well, I thought it was a white rum, so it's a vodka. Not now, I'm guessing. No, no, no I have no, no, no idea. Andre, put us out of our misery. Okay, this is a coffee based, tequila based, and orange zest cocktail. Oh. It's, it's, uh, it's will be served from today onwards over the whole festive season. It's actually called a festive breeze. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm feeling festive, I've got to say. I've got to say. Uh, and we can pick this cocktail up, Andre. Where can we find them? You can pick this cocktail up at the VNV bar. And I'll serve it to you gladly. Yes, please. Powering summer and discovering delicious with Sokhasan. Once more, cheers, Vance. Cheers. 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 cheers, Andre. Cheers. Thank you very much. This is delicious. Uh, let's check out traffic now. It's good to be Powering summer. Yeah, he was on the show with uh, Keizy a little earlier this afternoon. Youngster, CPT. It's called Yasis. Before a Reiki A1 Wolf and Please Try. Uh, maybe you want to try something new or maybe you're looking for something you just haven't quite figured it out what it is yet. And the tricks are finishing their, their final year of studies. Uh, they're waiting for their exams. They're making decisions on what they're going to do with the rest of their lives. They feel that they're rather creative, but they're not sure which direction to go in. And maybe I'm talking about you as a matriculant. Maybe I'm talking about you who's somebody that wants to change the direction of their career. Uh, maybe you are feeling very creative. The guys from Sea Monster are here. And essentially, when you hear a name like Sea Monster or a company, I already go, oh, that sounds exciting. Jade, welcome to the studio. It's good to have you here. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, Jade, how do you fit into Sea Monster? What is it that you do? I'm a game designer and creative lead at Sea Monster. You design games? Yes, I do. Like video games? Generally, mobile games. So, for iOS and Android, but we do all sorts. Okay, already we've got so many questions. I mean, Jerry just found That's herself the old school Nintendo um, yeah. game console just last week, and she is doing double backflips. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk about this because I don't know how you got to doing something like that. If somebody has gone, you design games for a living, you get to play games for a living, you get to be creative and explore your imagination for a living. Mm. How do you go from going, I want to do something fun, to doing something as cool as what you're doing? How, how did you get there? 
Well, it was a bit of a long winding journey. I was finishing up matric and I knew that I enjoyed art. I enjoyed writing stories, but I also was pretty good at maths and science and those sort of more technical subjects and sort of the more traditional go into a nice uh, steady job sort yeah. of direction. Um, but I was seeing what people were doing in animation and games and really wanted to be part of it and the amount of skill and effort that was going into that. So I never looked at it as sort of the easy career. I thought, okay, well, this is going to be a challenge, but it's something I want to do. A really great challenge, yeah, yeah by the sounds absolutely. of things. Um, but at that time, you couldn't study game development or game design in South Africa. So I went to the closest thing I could find, which is filmmaking. Okay. So I studied film, uh, got my bachelor's degree, and then got my first job at the animation studio. I worked there for a couple of years. We made a kids' TV series for Disney, which was really cool. Wow. Yeah, just up the road here in Cape Town. Yes. So no one knew what we were doing, but we were making kids' TV series. Amazing. And then uh, that company unfortunately closed down in the financial crisis. But uh, sort of the leaders of that company decided, that, hey, let's start again, but with something more focused towards games. Okay. So we started off with a really small team. I think we were eight people. And now we're 25 and we get to make games. We're half a mixture of artists, animators, game developers. So, yeah, it's a great place to be. Phenomenal. Um, what inspires you when it comes to games? Are you guys given very strict sort of directives or are you allowed to, and I suppose it differs from job to job, to mm. let your imagination run wild? Well, most people come to us not knowing what on earth they want because uh, they know that they want to engage millennials or young people they know that generally most of us aren't really watching that much TV anymore. Mm. And so they're saying, you know, people spend a huge amount of time playing games. Let's meet them where they're spending their time. Yeah. So that's why you'll get brands who are saying, cool, let's make an app. Let's make a game. And generally they will say, we want to get people engaged with our marketing campaign or we want to teach kids more about how to manage their money because we're a financial services company. So generally, they, the brief is the need, and then how we respond to that is up to our imagination. Letting your imagination run That's wild, awesome. clearly. I, I, I was reading up about some of the projects that you guys have been involved in, and I know it's a plethora thereof. As you were mentioning earlier, you know, you were creating TV shows for Disney, and people didn't even know about it. What are some of the projects you guys have been involved in? So we did the Super Animals app for uh, the campaign. We, that was basically an augmented reality app where you could scan the cards and then three-dimensional uh, 3D animated animals would come up, up from the cards. Wow. Uh, we've done Moneyversity for Old Mutual and that's basically a huge financial education platform with their games and animations. And basically the idea is that um, you know, learning about tax and insurance is really boring. We try and make it a bit more fun and easy to digest. And, and gamifying certain aspects of life makes it a little bit easier to digest, like you say. I'm sure the industry has changed quite a lot over the years that you've been involved. How can you? How do you explain AR and VR? Like, what goes into putting that together? That's another dimension to mm. animation, isn't it? Absolutely, sir. I mean, we've been doing 3D animation for a while, and that's you know sort of was pioneered by the guys at Pixar and so forth. So they've been creating really cool 3D animations in South Africa already. But here, it's basically getting together with a team of developers who they create the app that recognizes the image that says, "Cool, this is a car, a trading card. Now I can place my animation." on top of something that's real and you can move your ca phone's camera around and see it as if it's sitting on your desk. And all of a sudden something that was 
always behind a flat screen is mm. now in this inv- uh, augmented environment around you. And that makes it really exciting for people to see that sort of that hard line between what is mm. imagined and what is animated mm. and what is real is starting to blur slightly. Yeah. I think that's the most exciting development. I, I can see that you probably get quite excited when you watch somebody watch something come to life as well because you put so much time and energy into that. We'll chat with Jade a little bit more. And Lebo is here as well from Sea Monster as we delve a little deeper into the art of animation, VR, AR, right here on Tech Update. This is Good of FM Powering Summer. Yeah, good luck, Saved by the Summer, before Justin Bieber and Blood Pop, a tune called Friends on Good Hope FM as we power summer. A tech update every Thursday evening. We speak all things tech. BP's out, but don't worry, we found a brand new friend from Sea Monster. Uh, Jade is in, so too is Lebo. It's good to have you here, Lebo. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Sean. Uh, so we were talking before the break, Jade, we were talking about uh, your career and how you got into that. Uh, and if I can just continue that thread for just a second longer, uh, for those that may have missed some of the things you were saying, you had mentioned that there wasn't any anywhere to study locally when you wanted to get into this. Now there are places to study. What would you suggest people were to do if they're maybe considering they've just heard what you know game development looks like and they're considering A-A-R-A-I-V-R-I-E-E-G. Um, sorry, those are just acronyms of things now. But they don't really know what they need to study to be able to do that. What would you suggest someone investigates? Well, there are definitely two general approaches that people can come from. It's either from the creative side or so visually creative side. So they could go into animation. There are various excellent animation programs that are offered. Uh, also from graphic design. So if you head more towards the digital side of graphic design, then you can eventually go into designing the user interfaces or the characters or animating the worlds. There's always a high demand for people who are really have got good, solid art, digital art skills and that they can are willing to work hard and they can uh, sort of present the, the graphics of what you see when you play a game. Right. It's good what you say there. There's always a demand. And sometimes I suppose we don't necessarily know what there's a demand for, so we're not unsure not really sure of what to study but you can find a gap right so we were talking to Lebo off air kind of going whatever it is that you study you can kind of find something somewhere Sea Monster is an animation and game solutions studio Lebo how do you fit into that picture so my purpose at Sea Monster is really just as head of client service it sounds glamorous but it really just means carrying the responsibility for making sure that clients get what it is that they've paid for right that that working relationship is a smooth and beautiful one okay and importantly that they come back and mm. also to protect the, the reputation of the agency okay. and us in that relationship. So listening to what your job title uh, requires from you, it sounds like you would have studied something like business or a managerial thing or, or maybe come from finance, maybe being a... But that's not the case at all, is it? No, my, so my, my knowledge of business, one could say, at least formal academic knowledge of business is limited. I come from an engineering background. Mm. I left engineering to go into film and producing television commercials. Then I was out of work for like a while, and I actually spent a long time waitering. And it's the combination of all those lessons that have ultimately led me to where I am today. And I use absolutely everything that I've learned, from the critical thinking of engineering to how to develop a sense of empathy with people, which I largely learned via wait, waitering. Mm. So all of that comes into to the fore in, in my daily job. So do you find it a challenge then still for you to sell the idea of, of gaming to a corporate entity? I mean, they're coming from a very business-minded perspective, and you're saying, here, let's play a game, that'll get your sales up. <laughs> 
Ab- absolutely. And I think the, the hardest part around that is that we're really selling something intangible. Um, you've got to get them to commit that budget on the basis that you're going to engender a shift in their audience or a certain kind of behavior. So you've got to be sure that when you're speaking from at least uh, psychologically that the, 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 the basis of that knowledge is sound. Uh, I think empathy is the biggest part of it because they're trusting you with an intimate problem that they have and they've got to be convinced that you're going to be there when, you know, you're coming along with like a crack hairbrain solution. <laughs> and yeah, you know, you need to stand by them. It's a little bit, yeah, part, part business development, part psychology, part, I guess, being a little bit of a therapist and having that willing ear. And I guess that's what we were trying to say as well. You pick something to study, you follow your heart, and then you kind of find a way to find uh, an element of what you have learned along the way to apply to whatever it is that you end up doing. How do you sell the idea of fundamentally fun stuff? I mean, it is, it's fun stuff, but people are coming to you going, I'm going to spend my money here. And I mean, Jade, maybe even from your perspective as well, you're a creative. You want people to spend money with you so you can be creative. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a difficult thing to do. And especially in a tech world as well, in tech heavy stuff, everybody wants to get involved in digital, um, but you're getting them to trust you as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we tend to find the people in organizations who are brave, who are looking for ways to be innovative and they don't just want to do what everyone else is doing they want to do the next big thing and that's why you know we tend to find attract those people who Mm. think the way we do and see the opportunities and they're willing to stand up at the boardroom and say i think we should spend our money on a game because and that's when and you know we've got the successes to show for it yeah. you know things where you can see people are downloading the apps and they're spending a huge amount of time engaging with what we've created and much longer than they would say engage with watching something on for 30 seconds on TV or sure. so forth so sure. you know it's that's when the magic happens. But it definitely kudos to our clients who would be like, yes, brave to step try out there. Different. Yeah. Uh, so Sea Monster is doing phenomenal things. Uh, and we're talking augmented reality, virtual reality. We're in the digital realm. Do you guys, where do you see things going as far as tech is concerned? I don't know if you're prepared to put your head on the, on the chopping block. A lot of people talking about virtual reality is the next big thing. Do you think there's something beyond that? Well, I think virtual reality at the moment hasn't come into its own yet. People are seeing it as some sort of fun gimmick or you know, it's just an entertaining experience. What we've seen is that people are starting to see the applications in education, for instance. We recently completed a project where we get to test people's fear of heights. Uh, before they ever have to go up into a factory. So we put them into this VR experience where they go up into the steelworks and they have to walk out on thin, narrow platforms. And we actually rigged it up so that there are real fans blowing air in their face. But as far as they're, you know, they're on a safe platform, but it feels like you're, you know, so many meters up in the air. And we just get them to do simple things like, you know, pick up some spanners or just look down at the code written on the ground. And, and when people are, you know, crawling on the ground and they're shivering and it's horrible. I mean, I did it myself and I might have screamed. <laughs> uh, but the point is, for corporate, that is a very cost-effective way to train people. And it's yes. all unlocked through virtual reality. So we're expecting to see more and more applications of you know, teaching people through VR in the way no other medium can. Fascinating. It really is fascinating. If people want to see the stuff you've done or maybe get in contact, uh, Jade, where would you suggest they do so? How can they do so? How can they find Sea Monster? 
Well, we've got a website, seamonster.coza. Uh, you can also see, search for us uh, on Twitter, so SeaMonsterSA, same on Facebook. Uh, but most of the time, you'll just see us attending all the fun game events that are happening around Cape Town. You know, we're always uh, heavily involved in wanting to be visible, mm. student events. We do talks all the time. So, you know, if you are someone that gets wants to get the youth inspired, give us a call and we're always happy to be mm. involved. And, and maybe you're a parent and you're hearing this now and you're going, oh, wait, gamification is a real thing. They're not just making it up. We can't <laughs> gamify things. That's legit. Jade Lebel, thank you so much for your time, for educating us. My mind is reeling at the idea of crawling on the floor and feeling like I'm 10, 10 stories high. Thanks so much for sharing your intimate knowledge of VR, AR, and animation. Thanks, Thanks. guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, take update next week, Thursday. Hey, yo, check it out. Good Hope FM. Good Hope FM. Now.